So you're the guy in that $16,000 dog costume that everybody's been talking about? Yeah, it's a project. It's a passion project of mine. Uh, you will not believe how much effort went into. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. I can imagine. Well, <laughs> you don't know about the dog costume, Matt. <laughs> I have literally no idea what you're referring to. There's a guy that dresses up as a dog. He wants to be a dog and he's walked by his owner. I thought that was you this whole time, dude. You kept talking about the I... 16 grand you spent on your animal costume. That must have been for something else. It was for something. It was for something else. Yeah. Uh, No, I I must have missed that in my Twitter feed. Yeah. He's been around for a while. Oh, okay. Well, no, it's not me. I can see why you would assume, you know, based off of my past. But no, it's 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 not. All right. You ready to start the show? I am. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. Welcome to Level With Me Podcast. Two famous content creators discuss video games, life, and other stuff. <laughs> oh this? my god, they are so hot. <laughs> what do you think, Matt? We're up in the production quality here. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's awful. That, yeah, great in, great intro. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I spent God, a lot like, of time on that one, and I um, can tell. Yeah, I actually I spent a little bit of time on it, and then I like sent some files off to Alex, my editor, and I was like, "Can you make this sound like a bad radio jingle?" And he was like, "Here you go." And he's like, "This is awful." By the way, I was like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, totally. it's terrible. That is uh, terrible." Anyone watching who wants to make us a good radio jingle? I tried and clearly failed. Um, I don't think you failed. I think that was 10 out of 10. Did you catch the, uh, did you catch that you were in it, Matt? You were kind of laughing. I don't know if you heard it. Uh, I guess I missed it. Here, here. Try not, try not to laugh. I'll try not to. Yeah, sorry, apologies. Welcome to Level With Me Podcast. Two famous content creators discuss video games, life, and other stuff. Milk me mother. Oh my god, they are so hot. Did you catch yourself in there, man? Yeah, I caught, I caught it that time. Yeah, I caught it. I caught it that time. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for pointing it out again. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I missed I did miss that. <clears throat> so you know what's cool about this intro, Matt? Mm-hmm. And you might you might be catching on to it a little bit because I sent you a little audio file last week that was um you saying, Hi, my name is Matt and I like ice cream. Yeah. And I have <clears throat> uploaded your voice now to AI, uh, AI voice generators, I guess. So I can okay. type in sentences and then select Matimio, and it will just say them like you would say them. So I can type in things like milk me You mother. have too much power. You have I, way, 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 too, way much too much power. There's definitely legal... <laughs> legal it's a legally gray area shall we say <laughs> you, you think <laughs> you think so yeah yeah a little and then, gray and then the hot chick at the end that's going oh my god they're so hot that's me but i'm using mm-hmm. a margot robbie voice mod it doesn't sound this... like her i mean it kind of no, does she's but... australian and i don't know how to speak in an australian ah. accent so ah. it's like it's like american margot robbie kind of but your voice too yeah but Great. my voice too yeah it's, terrible uh, yeah i know well what am i gonna do pay somebody to make that terrible intro yeah, yeah you do that's what you do like we do with the background yeah that's true well see that's the thing initially with the background we did ai generated see uh-huh. eventually uh-huh. once we get our our intro dialed in then we could pay somebody you know? yeah we can actually get her uh 
to do the voice. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I'm sure she'd be Perfect. down. Be mm-hmm. great. I'm sure. Yeah. So how's your week? How's your week been, Matt? It's been pretty good. All, been playing a lot of video stuff. games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, playing a lot of video games. Um, got done with Assassin's Creed Mirage. Finished off Liza P. And played the Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three Beta. Yeah. So. What do you think of Kyle? I I was so uninterested <laughs> this year that I just I didn't go for it. And some battlefield stuff was happening at the same time. So I was like, I'll just do uh-huh. Battlefield instead of COD. And if it looks great, I'll jump in. What do you what are well, your thoughts? Well, so there was the big COD event and all the COD content creators went. And the hype out of that was pretty high. Everyone, a lot of content creators were like, Call of Duty is back. Call of Duty back, back baby. baby. And it's that's great. But my reaction to that hype is you don't say. I feel like I'm a crazy person because every every year I feel like these tweets and these YouTube videos come out where they're like, Cod's back, baby. And it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy Call of Duty. But then a couple of weeks or a month goes by and then everyone is just dunking on the game and they're saying it's the mm-hmm. worst Call of Duty. And so when I went into the beta, I was a little skeptical. Um, but I got to say is that they're uh, they were all right. It's back. You're back. It's Are back. you hyping it, Matt? <laughs> you got that Activision paycheck yet? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, it's so it's tough to say because I played on PlayStation 5. That was the only beta available. Okay. The PC and Xbox version will be out uh, this next, well, in this weekend. Mm-hmm. And the I, I used mouse and keyboard because you've been able to do that for four years now. Uh, you just plug in your mouse and keyboard to your PlayStation and you can play. Does it work um, pretty well? It works, but there's a ton of input lag. So mm-hmm. everything feels really floaty. It's so weird so it's, that they it, can't just fix that. Yeah, yeah, it is weird. And so it's better than me trying to use a controller because I am terrible with a controller, even with the aim assist. I, I tried and I was at, I actually did reasonably well one game, but I'm such a fish out of water that I just felt awful. So I switched back and the mouse and keyboard is fine enough where I was successful, but it, it was hard to kind of really understand um, the mechanics of everything because there was that big... Um, there was that big input lag. That said, it was fun. Uh, it is basically just nostalgia bait, though. Yeah, that's it's, what I was thinking, because I saw the trailer and it just looks like COD. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I mean, <clears throat> as somebody who's not a huge fan of COD, I understand, like, me seeing nostalgic maps for Battlefield. I'd be like, yeah, and somebody else would be like, well, that just looks like Battlefield. Is that basically all it is, though? Is Because it doesn't look like anything... They're playing it really. They're innovative. playing it really safe. It's, okay. So, I think what was wasn't the rumors that this the there was going to be a delay. There was going to be a a break from Modern Warfare Two. They're going to take a year off, and they were going to wait another year until we got the next Call of Duty. Yeah. But then, then yeah. <laughs> then Modern Warfare Two happened. It sold a ton, but it didn't really retain its player base. And so they what it looks like is they scrapped that idea and now are making Modern Warfare 3. But if you look at it from the lens of, oh, we had this planned as like a DLC for Modern Warfare 2, yeah. it makes so much more sense. The fact that it's 16 remade maps from the original Modern Warfare 2, it's like, oh, that makes, you would think that that would just be an expansion for the last well, that's game. That's the thing, I saw the trailer and I was like, this look, I can't, 
actually differentiate visually from the other game and the new game really i'm i'm not that tuned into all the like nuanced skins and whatever neither weapons, neither can i but yeah it, it looks almost identical um mm -hmm. so i don't know like I, I guess cod people are excited about it but i think my my interest in cod has been a, is at like an all-time low right now probably since i, mean, I started fair. youtube yeah I, they're the, just not innovative, innovating anymore. So you're just like, okay, I guess. It's I don't the think same you're going to get innovation uh, this time around. The reason why I think COD players are excited about this, and why I am too, mm -hmm. is the old maps. It's it's nostalgia, right? Going in, playing on favela again. Uh, there are some real classic maps that I basically I won't I won't say grew up on, but mm -hmm. loved back in the day because Modern Warfare Two was one of my first Call of Duties. Um, and I loved it. And so to be able to play on all of the classic maps again is, is exciting. I think the other reason why people are excited is because of the movement system is more like Modern Warfare 2019 than it is Modern Warfare 2. That was a really gotcha. contentious point where it was frustrating for the people that got really good at the old movement. And then there went something that was a lot slower and clunkier, more, uh, realistic. Right. And that that turned a lot of people off and so it's more of a return maybe not all the way back to 2019 but you're not going to be able to like when you you can sprint for like two seconds or like a split second slide and your character just like flies forward yeah on the ground and you can jump Do in they, the air or is melee still like lightsabers where you like downing people from like 10 feet away somehow mm, there wasn't too much melee going on during the during the beta that i saw but okay. so I, I can't really speak on that but I did have people that were quite literally jumping around a corner and they would literally fly through the room. And it's like, I can't track this. There's, <laughs> I, what is What is this? So if you enjoyed that old movement, it does seem to be back or at least more like 2019. Gotcha. Okay. So that's good for, it's so funny how all the, the preferences become so nuanced with Call of Duty because to the layman, you're like, well, that looks like the last game. And they're like, yeah, but the yep. movement is whatever. And it's yeah. I think I've gotten bored with the franchise. So the things that excite me about the franchise are the ones like Advanced Warfare, where they try something new and crazy. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, jump jets wall and running. wall running. And I'm like, that looks cool. I'm into it because it, it almost looks like Titanfall to a degree. Yeah. Uh, and then everybody else hates it because it's not the classic experience. I'm like, oh, man, that was probably the COD that I spent the most time with uh, in the last 10 years was like Advanced Warfare. And then the other ones, I was like, oh, yeah, this is like all the other ones. Yep. What I find fascinating is the comparison. And I, I think this is probably why they tried going more slower in Modern Warfare 2 is the <laughs> the con the conflicting themes. You have what looks like kind of a like all of their skins are really cool and gritty and tactical. They've got mm -hmm. all these weapon customizations. Oh, and then you've you got know, that's clown. more authentic. Yeah. And then you've got people jumping around corners and sliding around and it's it looks ridiculous. Right. right? Yeah. So you have this th the thematics of it is like, oh, we're tactical, cool, but we're also jumping around everywhere. Um, but it's a game at the end of the day. It's supposed to be fun. And that's what, if that's what people like, that's what people like. Yeah, I feel like Modern Warfare 2 is sort of that um, I didn't like it as much as the as the Modern Warfare before it. And Modern Warfare 2 started to get into more of that faster, crazier gameplay a little mm -hmm. bit more. Like the flow and pacing of it just felt a yeah. bit quicker and crazier than the first one. But they still retained all of that tactical military visual look to it for, for the most part. I think some of the skins start, start to get a little weird uh, as you progress further. But 
it was sort of like evolving into the new era of COD at that point. I feel like Modern Warfare 2 was that that jumping off point more I so. I agree. I agree. Than other games, yeah. Especially compared to the original Modern Warfare. We know it's, uh, I just want to point out how stupid it is, Division. <laughs> how confusing this is, where we constantly have to be like, oh, you mean the 2019 oh, Modern God. Warfare. It's terrible. I can't yeah, like, believe a we're... gigantic company like Activision doesn't have somebody who can come up with a better idea. <laughs> I know. <sighs> it didn't, they didn't need to do this. They this didn't need marketing to. That we're just like, well, according to our data, we'll sell 5% more copies if we just call it Modern Warfare 2. And they're like, okay, yeah, yeah let's yeah, just do that. Pretty much. But it's, uh, one thing that yeah. is cool is that there's perks, but they're not called perks anymore. Or they may be called perks, but it's always been kind of silly how you give your character, maybe you're light footed, so they're faster or they have whatever, you know, like they're, they're, they, they have ghosts so that they're quieter or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, in this game, it's the same thing, but there's actually a, a, um, an equipment that is associated with it. So you have like different sneakers, you have a different camo and it doesn't, I don't think it does okay, anything so to your actual visuals. it's to your gear, basically. Yeah. Okay. Which I was like, why haven't they done this sooner? Yeah, that seems like it make, as opposed to like, here's some fantasy ability that you just yeah. have. I'm sneaky. It's still, yeah. it's still fantasy. It's like, oh, I'm yeah. wearing super sneaky sneakers <laughs> compared to these boots, right? Like it, it and like really I said, I don't think it does anything here. You like ninja slippers or something. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. you got multi-cam yeah. and ninja slippers. You're like, you never heard them coming. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, the thematics of it, I thought were more appropriate to yeah. what I they do, were going I for. I do like attributing the abilities to gear a little bit more as opposed, yeah. as opposed to being sort of a nebulous ability that just is whatever. It's, it's just a yeah. game ability. You have it now. This is the blue colored perk. Yeah. That has yeah. a star in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, the abilities still are very fantasy, where it's like, after you get it killed, now you can do this. And you're like, that doesn't make any sense, but it's fun. Yeah, it makes it fun. So are you, um, are you, do people still look forward to the base gameplay a lot? Or is that just, does that just last like a couple of weeks and then everybody's on to the, Warzone? What do you mean by base? Oh, like um, Call of Duty Classic, whatever you want to call the, it. The multi, you're talking about the, just the multiplayer. Yeah, the yeah, classic I, multiplayer. I've seen some rumblings in the Call of Duty community that they are more excited for the multiplayer this time around. Okay. But I do think you're right that things have definitely pushed more towards Warzone because that's just where the hype is around mm -hmm. the, the genre right now. Um, the spawn, die, spawn kind of gets tedious for a lot of people these days because there isn't like stakes to it. Yeah. Though I will say I had some really fun matches where it was a back and forth on domination and it was like, it was competitive. It was like, this is close and it was really fun. So um, it could just be the nostalgia speaking, but yeah, you, you're not, you're not wrong. It, it does die off a lot faster than it, it, it did before. It's a good thing they have a game that comes out every year, you know, so mm -hmm. they can, uh, they can they reject can do that. some stuff, you know, once, yeah. once everybody's bored to death of the game after a year, it can yeah. give you a new one. Speaking of going back to some of the classics, um, the new Battlefield map is infantry only, which yes. has not, I mean, I, it's kind of wild because I didn't think about it for a while because I had kind of given up on giving feedback to 2042 because it's like, it's, it's too late. They're going to do whatever they're going to do with the game and I don't care, but they didn't have an infantry only map and you start to think about it and you're like, wait, 
Metro lockers, like all of these classic battlefield experiences were infantry only or like very reduced vehicle stuff. And then 2042, almost every single map has jets and helicopters. And I think almost all of them do where they, they actually have like a full air force and a full tank force yep. and then also infantry. And this one uh, is actually pretty cool. It's like lockers, but if lockers had cool story and like themes to it and it's, it's the visuals also yeah. look really impressive. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of battlefields, better maps. It happens to be well, in good. 2042, which is whatever, but they're actually trying to integrate story. Like they have creative freedom, right? They're not tied to a, a real war or a boring war like BF3. They're like, what's the yeah, story? Bo boring. Yeah. yeah, war, boring war. Well, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like BF3. What's the war in BF3? We don't really know. It's they're fighting know. the guy over the, uh, the yeah, oil the bad, fields. The bad guys. Yeah. yeah no. There's no, and if they did put a story to it, it would be boring, right? You wouldn't read that story for the map. It would be like, oh, so-and-so has invaded and taken over our oil fields. We got to fight it. And that's it. Who cares? Like right. end of story. But because this is 2042, it's in the future, they get the future. to create this story about like creating like uh, kind of, I think it's like symbiotic symbiotes or something. It's like people mixed with machines and mm -hmm. super soldier serum or something. And it's a secret lab and you're trying to steal the tech and or somebody has the tech and I'm like, okay, cool. Like that's more, that's more interesting. They get to have some fun with it. And like visually it's a really cool looking map. And I don't know if you saw the domes in it, but it's got these like underground kind of Titan, the Titanfall domes. Uh huh. Uh huh. The yep. artificial uh, outdoor area. What makes it seem like it's outdoors? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's neat. I think the reason why we haven't gotten a twenty, or uh, why we haven't gotten infantry only, is 128 players at launch. Uh, it was rushed launch, so they mm -hmm. didn't. They just didn't. Ha you know. And then, um, you know. Uh, it's ba it's Battlefield, so I feel like they always try to make it more of a mix between the two. So well, it was like, how long was it? It was like a year or so after launch before they basically gave up on trying to commit to 128 when they were like, OK, guys, yeah. we have to realistically accept that we are not going to be able to balance 128, at least not they in any sort of they tried. I only feel yeah. like it was the last couple of deals or seasons where they basically just dropped it entirely yeah i it's i don't think it's impossible i just think it's more work and they just didn't have the resources to do it you it's know? hard because like obviously battle bit's a fun game and that's double the player count and it's yeah. not to say that it plays well all the time sometimes it plays like insanity yeah uh, but i did enjoy the 128 player stuff in battlefield when it when it was hitting well <laughs> you know sometimes you would just peek over a, an angle and you'd have like 20 sniper targets and you'd be like all right like let's go to town you know and that was cool. You couldn't do that in any other Battlefield game just because of the target saturation. But of course, it broke down in the choke points where you're just like, this is intolerable. This is yep. endless grenade spam, you know? Yep. So it takes a lot more work to balance it out. They gave up on it. And I think that's when they sort of realized at some point after that, they're like, oh, hey, now that we're not committed to 128, we can probably do some infantry only stuff. It is yeah. just wild that it took this long to get there. But I think this is going to fill that important niche because if 
you look back at the classic games now, when you load them up, they're like, well, there's Metro 24-7, there's Locker 24-7. That's what people are still playing is these very infantry-only grindy games, which 2042 is like, you can get the infantry combat, but you're also going to get blown up by a tank and a helicopter and like some of those super powerful vehicles that just happen to drive by at some inopportune moment. And you're like, oh yeah, right. I'm also well. I'm fodder. hoping. I'm hoping that they there's a lot of lessons learned from Battlefield 2042. You would have thought there would have been from BF5 too. That's the you would have. Yeah, you would have. And that's that's the frustrating part about being a Battlefield fan is they keep they keep making improvements to their past games after launch. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, keep doing keep doing that. And then the next Battlefield comes out, and it's like they never communicated with the people that were working on the previous title as uh, you know the skeleton crew who were fixing it up and and and. Uh, filling all the holes and then you have all the same problems that you had before. So one thing I like about and a lesson it looks like they learned from previous Battlefield games, which gives me some hope is it looks like they've acknowledged that choke points on Metro and Locker can be quite frustrating. And while I haven't played on the map from mm-hmm. the people like you that I, I watched your video, Jack Frags and everyone else, it looks like they've added more flanking routes to just get things moving and they don't get super stagnated. Yeah. Well, so I got to interview the devs about the process and it's pretty interesting because they're kind of re-exploring the classic map design as well because 2042 maps are all like, here's this giant sprawling area and we're going to put some buildings over here and some roads over here and some trees over here, but it's, it's this huge area. So you're not making lanes anymore, right? You're not, right. There's nobody with like a little, a sheet of paper and they're like drawing out the lanes and the like design for the map. And they're like, okay, let's make it like that. Yeah. It's too big. They're just like, there's a bunch of buildings here and a bunch of buildings there and a forest in between, you know, and that's like the map design. So now they're getting back to the lanes and they talked about like actually trying a whole bunch of lanes because they didn't want to get choke pointy and then it ended up being too chaotic and it ultimately came back down to the three lane formula that is so popular in so many maps and they added um a couple of shortcuts you know a by they call it a bypass i guess which is like the the secret thing to make the three lane map actually work is you need like a Uh bypass system to it that can i guess go all the way around or flank all the way around so when you get tired of going through the grindy part you can try the bypass right and that gives you which could still have its own grindiness to it yeah for sure once everybody figures out that the bypass is like the thing but it usually it seems like it spreads it out enough where as long as you're trying you're alternating between the lanes you'll usually find a weak point somewhere and then you can break through so it was cool talking to the devs about them re-exploring that again and testing different techniques and ultimately kind of coming back to the same fundamentals of map design that I've missed so much since BF3 and BF4 when there were so many more maps. BF3 really more, particularly with like Grand Bazaar and stuff where I was like, here's the lanes, here's how the flow is supposed to work. You can really learn these particular angles really well and get good at the maps and like figure out all the little secrets and choke points and stuff it's onto the the building and uh rubble everyone i think that was that. a high point of battlefield is it was rubble cool dropping in bf3 it was. was fantastic yeah You're like oh there's a huge horde of people over there well i could just try to have a fair fire fight but uh i have a rocket and you don't so get 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 good yeah oh man the the good old days i thought they were just that was what i thought battlefield was going to do when bf3 dropped i was like great i can't wait to see what the next two or three games do to destruction 
I thought they were just going to keep... It's gotten less and less over the years, it, unfortunately. Like, yeah, I thought they are going to keep pushing it where you could, like, knock out a pillar of a building and actually drop it on a tank or something, you know? I was oh. expecting that kind of cool stuff. That'd but, be awesome. Yeah, but it, it just never got there. They kind of... They just pushed it in weird different directions and yeah it's hard to balance and it's yeah. one of the reasons why i'm so excited for um the finals because it's yeah. actually pushing that destruction and to a whole other level and i and i i really like the finals i do i'm too. hoping that it turns out well i keep asking that dev that we were playing with um uh -huh. When it's coming out, I like yeah. I have him on Discord. I'm like, "How's it going, man? How's progress going? Uh, you know? how, you do, how you doing?" And he can't say much about it, but um, I am actually excited for. It. I'm very scared that not enough people are gonna like it because it does feel like that new game that could really take off if it's yeah if it's kind of perfected. But I think they probably see that too, where they're like, "If we don't do this just right." It's going to it could, it could lose, flop. yeah, it's going to lose its player base really quickly. So maybe it's got to have enough, maybe they're working on just getting the progression system deep enough so that people don't burn through it too quickly or something. Well, I don't think it's just progression. I think they it needs, it needs to play really smoothly at launch. Oh, yeah. And that was the one thing, each play test that I've been, that I've experienced where it was pretty rough. The first yeah. one was even worse. The second one was a lot better. But um, the fact that your movement is server side, theoretically can be good but if there's that little bit of delay where mm -hmm. you want to move forward and your character just has that clunkiness to it because it's not tied to your client where it's instant then you're going to feel like you're just not fully in control and can feel very floaty yeah um and that is something we did experience at least i experienced a lot for sure i experienced it and um the first couple of play tests too i was I couldn't figure out how I was missing the shots. I would even watch the footage back and I'd be like, oh, uh -huh. I guess the spread on the shotgun is kind of weird or something. And turns out like, yeah, there's a lot of errors with the game and just like it came out later. They're like, yeah, the spread on the shotgun doesn't work correctly or like that they shoot off center or whatever. And so I was like, oh, okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. It's like a lot of little things started to make a lot more sense after I realized all the little bugs and errors with it. But it is really innovative. It's really cool. And I just hope it can stand up against all the other like juggernauts that are trying to dominate the space. But I'm rooting for haven't... Embark, man. I, I, I just like them. I think they have cool ideas. They got good style. Like they're doing something different. Yeah. yeah. I just, they, I think if they just have a good launch, if they have a good launch window where there isn't like a ton of games and people are maybe waiting on something fresh mm -hmm. and also it, it's just got to be polished at launch it just needs to be a really polished game with plenty of content and if they can if they can do it that'd be the a good foundation yeah and when it comes out too people are gonna that'll be an interesting thing too because people are gonna try and cheese it as much as possible it's like when we were doing the like three turret meta and just laughing yeah because people were it was great though it was great and i'm sure there i'm sure there's already good counters for that right but People are going to try and choose that game so hard, right? So yeah. they're going to try and get all their unlocks and the top scores and all that stuff. And so it'll be interesting to see them try and stay on top of the cheese bite because of all the freedom they give you in that game with the the super dynamic destruction. It just gives people all this freedom to like break it in ways that the devs never anticipated. So it'll take a while. What, I, think, what, to dial I mean, that's it why in. Overwatch, that's why Overwatch went to, you can't use the same hero on your team. You have to yeah. use yeah 
And also they changed it where you can only have, you know, two healers, a tank now and two DPS because it's it's got to be really difficult to balance it all mm-hmm. uh, with the with a combination of all the characters. And that's while not going to be as severe, I think, in the finals, it will be tough. It's yeah. always hard. It might even be a thing where they're like, well, you can have two medium classes, but you can't have them both running turrets or you can't have them both running heal guns or, or something. Right. Like they might. Yeah. They might lock it in some way, but yeah, well, it's well, clear so that they're still playing around with it. Yeah. I am excited about it though, man. <sighs> Same. Yeah. So we were talking last podcast, we were talking with Tim and one subject that we brought up that I has kind of stuck in my head a bit was I was asking him like, well, do you think you could launch Titanfall three with a similar formula as Titanfall two and just expect it to do well? And he was like, no, absolutely not. And I was reading some of the comments in our videos with people actually disagreeing with that and being like, no, if it launched now, it would definitely do well. Uh, and okay. it, it did poorly. But I do think, I think Tim was right. I think Tim is right. And I think that's kind of a growing trend with the the games right now. And I, I apply it to Battlefield where I think if they launch, everybody keeps asking for the classic Battlefield, right? They're like, oh, BF3, BF4, those were the golden days of Battlefield. I want that experience back. Yeah. But I think if they give us that experience, it's not going to do well because of how much the market's changed now. So I keep thinking about that and I go, hmm, what is the next Battlefield game going to be? What do I want it to be? Because I want it to be fun and I want it to hit all those notes that I like about Battlefield, but I also want it to be exciting enough to attract a mainstream audience again. I'm like, well, what's it got to do to get mainstream? Because BF3, BF4 is not going to attract a mainstream audience again. It's going to be small comparatively to everything else going on. It's, and I'm sure this is why they tried to, to do what they did with Battlefield 2042 is they recognize that. Yeah. Or at least they think that is what is required to get a larger audience is specialists and, you know, bigger maps. And they were they were trying to bring in the hazard zone to try to incorporate that gameplay loop. And it's 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 impossible to say it really is because we're not game developers and we don't have the stats and we don't really know what's going on on the back end but yeah it's, but we can it's see the to concurrent say. player counts and we can see we how can. they stack up against uh, the biggest games right now and what people are actually playing and it's it's not the classic shooters anymore you know halo infinite's got like five thousand concurrent on steam you know and it that's free it's like a great game that's free and you're like okay like yeah and well it's the thing is, is it's really hard to know because is it not successful because it had such a bad launch and it had no hype behind it? Like all these games like mm-hmm. Battlefield and and Halo, they had horrible launches and first impressions are so important nowadays. Yeah. But what do you think about just... like, like Rust? Rust kind of tapered off because it wasn't really quite ready for prime time. Like it mm-hmm. was this cool new idea. People liked it, but then it tapered off, I think, right after launch, right? And then yeah, and now it's and now and, it's one of the biggest games on Steam. Yeah. And then they kinda yeah. like they kind of fixed it up and like figured out how to optimize the game and make it a better experience. And now it's a it's great huge. point. Yeah. It's a very good point. Because if if Battlefield was like Rust, or you would you would assume that if a game gets good enough, mm-hmm. look at Rainbow Six Siege, right? Rainbow Six yeah, Siege they'll come back, had a really right? bad launch, and and then it is if if your game is good 
theoretically, you would assume that that would mean that people would come back and it would be like a word of mouth and yeah. people would still play in it. It's yeah. one of the reasons why I, I agree with Tim a bit is that Titanfall constantly has like it's $2, right, to get yeah. in. And it has like a huge influx of players. It'll be like 30,000 people playing and then it always dies back yeah. down. If it really so was, like, if it really was kind of worthy of the mainstream, it would have hit it by now, I think. Uh, because right. the graphics are good and it's not like people are playing Titanfall 2 and being like, oh, look at this ugly game. It's like, no, it's, it's, it's competent and people will play it for the gameplay. And you, you could also argue that stuff like Rust and these other titles, Rainbow Six Siege, the thing mm -hmm. that separates them from Titanfall is that they are still getting updates and they are getting dev support, which yeah. Titanfall isn't. Yeah. Yeah. So that would, all, I think, also play a part. Yeah, and there isn't Enough. there isn't much there isn't much to go in terms of like I guess progression, right? Where like once you do the progression, you're done, and so mm -hmm. you can work on your skills and stuff, which is rewarding in itself. But for mainstream, that's not that's not the main draw. It's like it's, it's so bizarre them. to me how we've been conditioned, and it's it's the player's fault, and I think also the dev's fault for doing mm -hmm. this, where we're all conditioned now that if the game doesn't have a crazy progression system people don't find it satisfying it's like yeah i saw a post on battlebit there's a new battlebit map and a lot of the comments were talking about it one guy said that he he likes the current progression system because if there wasn't anything to grind for then what would be the point mm -hmm. yeah i know I what know. do you mean what would the, be the point the play in the <laughs> game is the point <laughs> Matt, what is you, happening? You sound like you're from 1990s, man. Okay, <laughs> back when we used to just play games for fun. It's there supposed no, to just be fun. You didn't yeah. even have stats in games back then. There was no KDR being tracked. There was no unlock system. There was no nothing. You just logged in. Oh, there's no VoIP. <laughs> right. For yeah. most, for the most part, I think you could do VoIP through like certain stuff, but like for the most part, nobody was talking to each other. They were just like. I will play Unreal Tournament now and shoot at people for a bit on jump pads and then I will stop later. Yes. And yeah. it was fun and rewarding. I mean, Counter-Strike didn't have any sort of progression system to it initially. Like, you just logged on and played matches and then you would have, like, matches in your memories that was like, oh, man, you remember that match where we clutched it, right? Like, mm -hmm. I still have memories from Battlefield 2 where I was a sniper on Wake Island. I was on one <laughs> of the one of the peninsulas and there were a there was a five man team group heading towards me. I got every single headshot and they all dropped and it felt incredible. And that's that's what it, you, you live for back then were those moments and you remember them. Yeah. I know, I know, I, and now, you, and I need it too. That's the thing is, I feel like I need a progression system too now because yep. I've been conditioned to it. Or I was just gonna say, I I feel you. I I I played Overwatch because I bought the I bought their season pass or I bought their 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 battle pass, and I was having fun with it. But as soon as I was done with the battle pass, I stopped playing. I'm like, why did I stop playing? Mm -hmm. Like I was enjoying the game itself. What stopped? And it was because I was just conditioned to go after those rewards, even though I, at the end of the day, I don't care about them. Yeah. Like I was like maybe one or two scans was neat, but. Yeah, we've, we've, we've been heavily conditioned. I blame, I blame like the early World of Warcraft days and stuff where I think Blizzard was doing like real scientific research and like, 
and like reading papers on like attention span and stuff and they design they meticulously design the quest system around attention span and different goals so they're like tiny goals medium goals big goals lifetime goals and like yeah. the whole game was built around that and of course it was like the biggest thing anybody had ever seen and basically every game since then was like holy crap we have to have endless progression systems for people because it's super addictive and it like ties right into like a dopamine hit every time you yep. complete something and now we're conditioned to wanting that little dopamine hit from a progression system so if you don't have a game that's just fun, you know. This game's just fun, but it has no progression system. Then you're just like, "What's the point?" You're What's like, "What's the point?" Yeah, and it it uh -huh. does suck, you know. It really does. And oh man, it's what I you could attribute it to so many games that you stop playing because you're like, "Oh, yep. I ran out of things to do." Right? The gameplay yep. was fun, but I ran out of the next stage to unlock or. The new skin to get or or whatever the new little rank icon that's what battlefield was was for the longest time was just a rank icon right yeah you didn't get anything you're right else. Yeah, yeah true you're like i got a it's star also, instead of uh two stripes or whatever it was you know and but, it's moved on over to single player games too which is just mm -hmm. weird it's just weird it's like i don't need a battle pass for a single player game yeah thank you i don't need a like what are you what are you doing that, so. Those ones haven't got me too much because I like the idea of showing off my accomplishments in a multiplayer environment where if I get the yeah. cool gun skin or the cool spaceship in Star Citizen or whatever it is, other people can see it. But if it's single right. player and it's just like an achievement list, I don't really care. I like I like how it's I get to show off to other people. That's why I'm doing it. I mean, it. well, it's kind of that multiplayer thing, right? It's like World of On Warcraft. The you, you want your golden armor and your flaming mount, you know? You're and supposed you to do up, it for yourself, level cap. You ride into battle on your steed and people go, whoa, is that... Is that the Matimio? I hear he has a flaming horse and, you know, whatever. And I don't know. Right? Yep. You want them to tell no, legends you. of do. your coolness. I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we'll see what the next Battlefield conjures up with all of that stuff. But um, I imagine it's going to have a lot of uh, all of that stuff going on. Um, did you read read the news on CD Projekt Red devs unionizing? Uh, I saw an article, but I didn't, I didn't actually read it. No, I think it's interesting because their devs are not unionizing. They're trying they try and unionize in the states, and uh, you've probably read an article or two about Blizzard really busting the unions or like infiltrating the company with like people that are like trying to find the unions and seek it's like yeah they're it's doing so lots of, sketchy well, i think they hired a company that was literally their goal was to like bust unions that's like what they were known oh yeah for. I'm, sure, so, I'm sure they have yeah so yeah they try and shut down the gaming unions. so this is the first big one i've heard about in a long time because obviously cd project red's a huge company uh yep. they're going to be making major games over the next five years and so mm -hmm. They did, I think it was three rounds of layoffs this year already, and so they finally unionized because the devs were like, we're super stressed out and we're making the most successful games in the world right now, so maybe treat us decently. Maybe, and I hear CD Projekt Red, while people love them, their work environment wasn't the greatest. Yeah, there was a lot of crunch time drama leading up to launch. It is, yeah. it's so hard to know what to 
how to treat the game industry fairly or how to view it fairly because you look at say Baldur's Gate 3 and um what's the company that made them i forgot their name larian studios larian didn't weren't they like on the verge of bankruptcy before they launched that game like i think baldur's, make, baldur's gate 3 no i don't think so before Maybe? they launched it before i think during the development i think they they almost went bankrupt or something maybe i've heard but i don't know i don't know what the timeline is okay. but continue okay well i think there's there's numerous stories throughout the game industry of like a developer is almost going bankrupt trying to get to their trying to hit their vision you know and then gamers are like and then there's also stories about employees being asked to work harder and all this stuff and i think as a consumer we don't realize the competitive environment of the game industry quite so much and how much dev time and work it takes to achieve certain goals and i think there's you know it's not cut and dry like producers are bad uh, devs are good. It's more of a like industry is difficult and it's really hard. Yeah, to to juggle all of it. And because it's not like is the thing is is you let's say you don't. There's always going to be crunch, right? There's always going to be crunch. You're going to have deadlines. You're going to have to yeah. in some at, in some point one you know a couple of days a week or one day a week. You might have to stay a little bit longer. Like that's just there's yeah. deadlines you have to meet. You're never going to be able to completely remove it from the industry. But at the same time. Uh, you don't want to have it for months on end, but how do you? And you also don't want to fire people who can't do the crunch hours, right? Like, right. Say you have a, a person who is a family man and has kids that he, they got to take care of. Okay, well, they can't put in the late hours because they got to go pick up their kids from school or whatever. Like, are you going to fire that guy because you look at your little stat sheet and you're like, well, Ted didn't work overtime at all during crunch. So, I mean, I think we got to let Ted go, you know, it, it gets into pretty, pretty bad situations there. And I'm, I'm, that, that's what I did is corporate work before YouTube stuff. And that was, right. that was rampant everywhere. Right. As they would look at the numbers and they'd be like, Oh, so-and-so didn't sacrifice And of course they want to, they want to maximize how much money they make. And yeah. while they could have hired more people or they could have delayed it, then that would mean maybe potentially less money for them. And they always, it always needs to be more. They want, they want as much money as possible. Yeah. But also it's not a guarantee that the money will be there. And that's, what's gotta be so hard is that, Mm -hmm. yeah, you could give your dev times, you could give your devs more time and then they could release it and it could have been, yeah. Cause just it it could have just been nothing for as many success stories as there are out there where they're like, Oh, these guys made billions, you know, there's probably three stories of the companies going under trying to make it. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. way more probably. The amount of games that get started mm-hmm. and then don't go anywhere and you never hear about them mm-hmm. are probably very high. I think we are generally trained to view big companies as bad though because you get the stories like Bobby Kotick from C uh from Blizzard, Activision Blizzard. He takes like these bonuses. He gets paid like 200 mil a year sometimes, you know, and then they fire all these people and you're like, yeah, okay, that's just, that's uh, just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, there's just like, is he, is it's like, are you doing that much to earn that? I mean, nobody, I know your job has got to be hard. There's nobody on the planet that deserves 200 mil. I just mean, in general, but aside from you, Matt, you put in the hours, man. We know, we know your sacrifices. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I take two hundred million a year. Are you kidding me? Of course, I but, would too. We're we're greedy people. We're humans. Yeah. We want the money. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact is, is that we set up a system that lets this dude take two hundred mil and then fire a whole bunch of people because they're like, 
They're like, oh, you're not doing good enough work or, or whatever. You know, we need to right. ask this division. You're like, yeah, you could have just given yourself a smaller bonus. But they're or, making the hard choices level. I know, man. Yeah, it's got to be tough on them to fire that. Imagine the emotional stress of firing all those people. I hope they can afford a good therapist with that $200 million. With $200 million. <laughs> They probably as don't they're need crying one. As they're I crying think, on their yacht. Yeah, I think you got to be a yeah. sociopath in the first place to make it that high on the totem pole. Probably. Yeah. I, feel, I would actually like, legitimately feel bad if I had to do all that. I would feel terrible of course. having yeah, to fire would, people. Yeah, you'd be stressed out of your mind. Yeah. No, it would it's be. not fun to be a manager and yeah. have to like give people performance reviews and like keep them in line and stuff. And then having to let people go, even if you might like them. Yeah. 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 You're like, He's I miserable. like this as a person. This person is a person, but as a worker, I don't like them, you know, or whatever. Or so. even you just have to cut them because that's, yeah. you just have to. Finances. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, I'm I'm curious to follow the City Project Red union unionization thing because obviously unions can slow things down for people and like they it's, can. Yeah, there's controversy on either side of it, but um, it'll be there interesting are bad to see how there are bad unions. Of course, of course, uh, they've become big problems in the past, um, and has a big part of the U.S. history is busting unions and like. Uh, and getting rid of them because they had a lot of control. You know, the, at, at times they were the most powerful uh, groups in the country that could control a lot of stuff. So you're like, okay, like, yeah, power corrupts on any side of the equation, really. So it'll the, be interesting to see how this balance. goes. I know, yeah. But it does feel like game devs are one of the more almost abused industries now where it's just like the hours suck there's so much demand to want there's so much interest in being a dev that they can kind of treat their employees like garbage because they're like oh we'll just get another one because everybody well, you have these college kids coming straight out of school hyped yeah. on video games and they they're passionate that they want to get me, involved dude. that was me and then they get into a position where they're not paid as much if, if they went into another sector uh, you know uh, tech sector mm -hmm. and then they just can th throw them around because they can uh, yeah. they they know that there's going to be more college kids more people that are hyped get involved and it just churns them through yeah yeah if you do if you get into programming for video games versus like rocket science or electronics or whatever like it's or usually... just other software development yeah. working for microsoft but not their games working in their their they're software yeah. engineering departments. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. Well, I you hope check you... out um, Assassin's oh. Creed at all. Um, uh, only videos and trailers. I haven't played it. Okay. Okay. Have I beat either? it. Yeah. 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 You I, said I did last beat it. time I think that you're, uh, you're getting into it or you're going to play it. It's pretty fun. Yeah. I, it was my very first Assassin's Creed that was like the old style. I've all, well, legitimately, I've only played two Assassin's Creed, so that's not really all that fair to say. Yeah. But... It was it was fun, yeah. but it's very basic. Mm. It's very very basic. It was cool to to parkour around, yeah. But it was so clunky. You would tell you would try to tell your your character to jump the, like forward, yeah. But then because of what magical reasons, he would jump off the side of the building uh -huh. into a flower pit, <laughs> and you're like, no. Yeah. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to move this way. That's always and been my issue with Assassin's Creed games is you're like, I'm the most badass assassin that ever lived. Let me just swing my sword. No, don't jump off the building. Okay. Well, I hit A instead of B or the prompt. Or even, or even you press time. the right button. 
Yeah. You could even press the right button and it's still like, no, no. <laughs> there was a lot of moments where I would try to do something and I would be attempting to do it properly, pressing the right buttons, aiming the right way, and my character just would not figure it out. Mm. And it's got to be hard with how many different parkour ledges it, it has to like. Yeah. Do you, did you really want to go that way, or did you actually try to go? Were you trying to go down? Because yeah, there's the only there's the only two buttons. picking between like five options, and it's like right. I hope this is what they wanted to do when they hit A as opposed to yeah. the other. When thing. they're hitting A forward, are they trying to jump off onto the street, or are they trying to jump onto the ledge that's you know over there? Yeah, it's, it's got to be really hard to to, to develop that when it works. They're going to come it's really up fun. with a new system eventually where it'll be some sort of new smart system or some system that highlights the ledge or the specific thing that you're going to do before you hit the uh -huh. button. Just plug it into my brain so I can just tell it through that, tele, you know, tele, yeah. not telepathically, but that way I, it's like I want to run. I can like look and see and I, I know my character is going to jump because I'm telling it to jump in my brain. Exactly. You need that meta chip, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hook me in. Hook me oh, in, Elon. <laughs> it's coming. I don't think we need chips, but uh, it is coming. Like, um, uh, what's the 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 meta headsets or the meta the meta interface that Zuckerberg was talking about that they're developing is based on. Uh, it's like you think about like pressing your fingers together to like perform an action, but yeah, you don't actually need to press your fingers together. Apparently, the neural impulse of thinking about wanting to do it. It can train, you can train the system off of that. So basically, it, yeah, it's weird. That's, so, okay. Yeah. So you don't need a chip or anything. It can just sense the, the little electrical something. I don't know, man. It can sense my thoughts. Not well, kind of. So, um, a lot you know of terrifying, you know, how terrified that is, is they're going to like, they're going to, we're, we're going to have these devices and they're going to sense our thoughts. And then they're going <laughs> to, every part of us is going to be optimized. And sold off to people. Mm. Yeah, the data. Here's Matt's uh -huh. brain data. Yeah. How, yeah. how do we manipulate Matt even more not, based on not this data? Difficult. It it's really not... wouldn't be that difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So how the device works is it's when you... Okay. So I guess when you move your muscles, those signals are like they're actual like electric signals or something and it can sense those easier so if you train the device around muscle movement you can actually activate the device without having to move your muscles as you start to i guess it's like so i don't if you think about pressing your fingers together like you can think about pressing your fingers before you actually give them the impulse right right yeah. So I think it can be that sensitive where it can actually pick up the thought of wanting to move your muscles as opposed to actually moving. So that's how I think they're planning to control a lot of the menus and a lot of the interface with a completely hands-free device. Okay. Which is cool. That is cool. Maybe they can integrate. I'm sure that'll be integrated to gaming because as soon as that comes out for like some some augmented reality reality glasses, okay, well, I've got a Toby hooked up to my monitor, which is an eye tracker, right? Well, okay, I'll my headphone will come with like a little neural pathway sensor and I'll just put a little thing on my temple and then we'll be playing Battlefield and I'll think grenade or whatever and it'll check a you grenade for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be cool if it could, if it would legitimately work that way. What if, what if you didn't have to left click to fire? 
Like, because there is a micro amount of movement, right? When you press the button, it could, it could, it can push off your sniper shot or something. If you're trying to get that perfect shot and the, uh-huh. the actual clicking motion messes up your fluid motion as you're trying to track or something like that. And you yep. can just think like fire while you're Dude, playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I th- Recoil down. <laughs> I actually think they have the tools to do that right now. If you wanted to do it, you could get like a little third party thing and key bind it and stuff like that. Uh, I believe it, would, it. It'd be probably be a pain in the butt because then probably wouldn't be, work very well. I'm going to try it, Matt. That's my next Do YouTube it. video right there. Do it. Playing battlefield with my brain, man. Did you know, did you know that people, there are some people who don't have an inner dialogue? Are those the people that just speak all their thoughts all the time? Kind and, of. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't so they, really so know you, that. No, that seems insane to me. Like, yeah, well, so what do when you, you do when what you, do you th- do in the shower when you're like thinking you, like nothing what yeah you just it's just do they nothing. have to uh, do they have to sing or something <laughs> no you just you just 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 nothing like I, I it's not that they don't have any thoughts it's that they don't when you when you think to yourself i need to go brush my teeth or i need to do these things throughout the day or mm-hmm. i can't believe i said that to meredith in high school yeah. um they what don't did have you say to meredith um well i that's the thing it was it was not what i said it's what Mm. i didn't say you know it was it was it was the moment it was the moments that i didn't spend time with meredith that's besides the point i hope she's watching this right now so you can rekindle that magic meredith doesn't actually exist that's just a name i I, yeah but wasn't somebody in your age range named meredith or it's kind of like an older (laughs) it is yeah. yeah yeah um anyways they so they don't have that inner dialogue english dialogue or whatever language you speak it's more the way that i because it's it's really hard to picture that no it's not oh okay sorry no yeah no it's fine the way that i picture it is when you go to let's say tie your shoes you don't think to yourself i'm going to go tie my shoes you just do it yeah right you don't don't need an inner dialogue to do that yeah and i think that's kind of how they just work at all times hmm also, what would happen if you did Now I'm trying to think, didn't... am I that kind of person? Now I'm trying to think, do I have an inner dialogue? Because I, I don't know if my thoughts come out as like, I should get groceries now. Can you say hi, Matimio, in your head right now? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can say that. I can They can't do it. that. They can't do that. I don't understand. Really... I know, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Is this like it's... a 1% of the population or less or I something? I don't know. I have no idea is what the like percentage is. It's like a weird, is. freaky anomaly in like Well, think people. about it where if you grew up and you didn't know language, how would you, how, how would you think? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really trippy, actually. Because, yeah, yeah language is... Yeah, oh, you man. use language. It's mm-hmm. wild, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, you'd have yeah. different different cognitive imagery to like represent the things that language might otherwise represent because you still you still have thoughts you're not you're not sure. just a blank slate up there you know just yeah. absolutely nothing going on but it's pretty crazy i i saw a post on that online a couple days ago and i thought it was just insane because it's completely different from my entire reality yeah that is fascinating, dude. I want to, I want to like hear more. I love all that kind of stuff. You can, you can just like get into these like deep, the more you learn about the Rabbit human hole. mind and stuff, you're like, oh my gosh, there's so many cool things about it. Like, 
I had a phase where I was just like watching all this stuff on like mushrooms and psilocybin because they had that Netflix documentary oh. on fungi. Oh. Super cool. And like this dude cured his, he had a, he had a speech impediment, a stutter his whole life. And yeah. he like his first time doing shrooms, he, he just thought the whole time, like, don't stutter, don't stutter, don't stutter. And he never had a speech impediment ever again after that. And I'm what? like, wow, like, yeah, they're like talking about like unlocking like neurogenesis and like remapping your neural pathways. And I was like, oh, that's so cool that you can do that's crazy wild. stuff like that. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's pretty dope. The yeah. mind is pretty impressive. It is. I'm like, how can I get better at video games, man? How can I de-age yourself? That was the, my first thought is that if we can hook it up to our brains, my reaction time is going to be even slower to these Zoomers who are just, well, it's not going to be Zoomers anymore. It's going to be alphas uh, who are just like their neural pathways are just lightning mm. fast and you just can't, you can't keep up because they're just yeah. on another level. I'm for it, man. I'll put it, I'll put the chip in there, man. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'll do it. Yeah, no, hook me up to that internet. Yeah, that, I like there's no, nothing bad could too happen. Much. I like technology nothing way bad too much, dude. I'm like, I'm always, whenever some company's like, here's the latest, I'm like, buy it now. Pick it <laughs> it's <up>. mine. <laughs> Let's try Devour it. It's it. HDR, it's better. Higher refresh rate, it's better. Lower latency, it's better. Give it all to me now. So if some chip comes out and they're like, uh, you can play games with like, wait, because in your sleep. So, okay, okay, the, the, the visual, the hand-eye coordination latency or reaction time for, on average, I think it's 200 milliseconds, and then, like, high-end athletes that are well-trained are, like, 150, I think is pretty, I think that's, like, cutting-edge fast for, like, okay. re reaction times for things. So, if you, you've seen the, like, latency tests online where... It, uh, a color it'll be a red square and it turns green and, and you have to press to, a button yeah press a button click your mouse and it'll measure your reaction time well i think most people so average reaction time would be 200 and then as you get older that gets to like 250 and then beyond there and then yeah. like super fast is like 150 uh and that's like if you're really keyed in or you just your brain works better at those specific tasks or something Auditory reaction time is actually faster than that. So if you hear a sound oh. and you need to react to it, it's quicker. So yeah, people don't, a lot of people don't know that. So having good in-game audio, right? If somebody's like sneaking up behind you, that's, mm. you should react to that quicker than actually seeing uh, a shadow or something in your peripheral vision, right? Fascinating. Yeah. So that's cool. So I'm like, okay, well, but still 150 milliseconds, even for like really fast reaction time is slow. So like, I just see uh, the entire game in echolocation. Yeah. Yeah. Just put on a blindfold. And you'll play better, Matt. That's what I'm <laughs> telling you to do. <laughs> I mean, there are some times where I, that actually probably would be better yeah. for me. And in, in some games I'm like, bro, I suck. Like I, I, in the call of duty, uh, beta, uh, I would, I had matches where I just got dumpstered on. Yeah. COD <clears throat> is tough when you're not used to COD. Like they just destroy well, also, you. Also I think is, is, is I was using mouse and keyboard with the input lag and oh, they're all yeah. on controllers with aim assist and using the yeah, meta was, weapons and dolphin diving right, and right. Yeah. Which is fine. Crap. I got nothing against it. And I think skill-based matchmaking kicks in every once in a while. It's like, Oh, you did well those last couple of games. And yeah. now you're, you're a, a little bit higher. Yeah. yeah. Here's a, here's a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'll take one that's, that's plugged right into my neural co cortex, man. So if like, uh, 
if like it can send the visual signal to the chip and then the chip sends it to the computer man oh man can you imagine having to get bluetooth to connect to your brain that would suck oh my god all you hear is all you hear is the parent like the pairing noise in your yeah. head imagine when your you're trying thoughts to. are like on the wrong they're like on a bluetooth speaker somewhere else in your house and they're like Matt, your <laughs> thoughts are coming out on the speaker Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Oh, I, 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 I wasn't actually thinking those things. Yeah, it was a joke. I, my brain doesn't work like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's good. All your dog costume thoughts out there for everyone to hear. Mm -hmm. You know. Bro, I gotta oh, Google this. I had li I've literally no idea what this dog costume is. Let me Google it right now. It's dog very funny. costume. Yeah. Sixteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you'll find it. It'll be like. The oh first my one. God! Yeah, I have seen this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh my lord, yeah. I mean, you've seen it from the inside of the costume, but you never saw right, it. Right, right, right. I mean, yeah, because yeah, yeah, that's me. Yeah, it's, yeah. So you can't tell because it's so magnificent. Yeah, isn't that God, a wild, isn't that a wild fantasy to have? Like, this is this dude's dream, is to be an animal. Is to be a dog. To be a dog, specific, a border collie, I think, or whatever he is. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know I don't, why it's 50 thousand dollars though like I, it it's good look, but is it yeah it's a good costume but is it sixteen thousand dollar good costume like i wouldn't pay that much for it <laughs> what would you pay for it man <laughs> <laughs> not that much <laughs> oh, man. that'd be great uh if i'm gonna invite you over to a costume party you show up in a dog costume like what <laughs> the Matt, oh god <laughs> i had no idea i mean you've been making fun of me this entire time yeah i won't shame you okay man okay that's taking putt play to the next level right there I'd, I'd shame myself a little bit yeah yeah i would so um i watched the gran turismo movie and oh the one that was based off the game right yeah based on a yeah. true story about a guy who played the heck out of gran turismo Okay. And then is I assume it was basically a marketing ploy by Nissan to mm -hmm. I guess collaborate with Gran Turismo and Nissan and be like, "Hey, we can take a, the best video game players at this video game and put them in actual cars and they'll be good racers." And a lot of them were apparently wow. like really good. Yeah. The, so the the movie itself is um I wouldn't call it like a A plus film like it's it's Neil Blomkamp or whatever his name is and he's kind of a mediocre director but uh the racing's cool in it and the story's true and you're like that's awesome that this dude like uh, he just really loved racing cars obviously becoming a professional racer is incredibly expensive so it's usually yes. a and you it's usually it. like a grandfathered in thing where it's like, well, your parents were racers and now they're super wealthy because they're, or they're just really rich. Yeah. Or they're really rich and they can afford to buy you a race car to compete and then you can get good at racing. And it's like, well, how else do you get good at racing? Well, video games is the other way to get good at racing. And with all these sim games. Yeah, the fact that Gran Turismo, that they did it first with this one and they had actual sim racers out there racing in the, um, God, what's that famous French race that goes on forever? Uh, forgot. I have no idea. Le Mans, Le Mans, Le Mans, I think it's called Le Mans. Um, it's like a 24 hour race and wow yeah they switch out drivers um periodically throughout the race but it's the same car for 24 hours it's wild 
Wow. So, yeah, they had a team of sim racers in the Le Mans and they did really well. I think they placed like third or something, which is unheard wow. of. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 just such a cool story. You're just like, that's it is. fascinating. And it's kind of the dream because uh, baseball, basketball, soccer, uh, those are inexpensive sports to try. I mean, football is a little pricey for the stuff, but you know what I mean? They're not like, you're not sacrificing you're not selling the family farm to like fund your your child's development in whatever sport you can just buy mm -hmm. a, a baseball glove and a, and a ball and they can go out there and play baseball yeah not everyone can buy even if it's like you know f1 it's because those those are ridiculously expensive like well, no one's affording that yeah nobody practices in f1 you you all start in karting go-karting racing Right. But those are still expensive. It's still But even going like, from yeah. that to normal cars to racing cars to whatever, yeah. like like it's all unbelievably expensive. Yeah. Yeah, the tires alone, uh, I have a friend who does racing a little bit like just on tracks mm -hmm. for fun. And yeah. like uh, yeah, he goes through thousands and thousands of dollars in tires, you know, every year and I'm just like, whew, yep. you know, like yep. and that's just like as a hobby. That's not like racing competitively all the time. So, I mean, just even yep. on that level, it's crazy pricey, but I love the idea of this because, um, it's like, it's an entryway to get, find good talent out there because obviously you're not hitting the whole talent pool of people who are good at racing. If you're only you're picking from the people who can afford to can afford it, can fund a go-kart team for like five years, you know, that's super expensive for them to do and a huge time commitment and all this other stuff. And so, yeah, I like that idea a lot because it translates apparently pretty well. I'm mean, not perfectly because well enough that it yeah. worked. Yeah. There is a stamina part to it because when you're in a car, a physicality to it. Yeah. Some of the like F1 cars, I think you hit like seven G's in turns or something like that, you know? So like if you're racing for an hour or more and you're like constantly, yeah, they come out of the cars and they're, there was a race this weekend in Qatar, I think. And it was like super hot and like all the drivers were sweating before the race even started i was like oh this is gonna suck and like they came out of the cars at the end of the race and they're like they just laid down some of them like they're waiting for their interviews they're just like on the ground just like not moving and i'm like these guys are super fit like they're there's no fat on them at all it all is they a do sport is work out yeah it's like oh yeah yeah you can't just go from sim and then do that and be fine no. you got to do some serious conditioning but yeah, I, I recommend the movie in terms of like, it's fun. It's a fun racing movie to watch. And the story is like kind of awesome. It's it's the dream, really. And some people got to live the dream. I hope more people get to do that stuff. That's incredible. That's, that's yeah. really cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, especially now that you're sim racing, Matt. Just saying. Well, uh, it's funny you say that because while this podcast comes out every Wednesday, uh, it is Monday right now, and the new Forza Motorsports comes out in a couple hours. So, ooh, is it's that what you're be playing? My... Is that what you're playing yep. tonight? Yeah, it's my first dabble with sim racing. Yeah, because uh, I played arcade ones, but like recently Did I've been playing a, a lot of motor. No, no. Yeah, I thought about it, but but it was you buying something for your computer. Yeah, and so, and, and, and yeah. as soon as that happens, I get really hesitant. So I know, I know. <laughs> If it's not a nice book, I'm like, mm, do I really need this? Oh my god! Just buy, oh, buy those, buy that nice 
was it like Fanatic or Fantech wheel that's got like force feedback and stuff, you know? So a lot of them, almost almost all of them have the feedback. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that was back when I was looking at some sim wheels like ten years ago. That was a feature. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, yeah, okay. They all have that. Yeah, okay, big man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a lot of for, there's a lot of wheels out there. There's a lot of options. So but they yeah. are they're a bit pricey. I could see but, myself yeah. getting into that, man. It it does look fun and just like hitting those lines perfectly and Oof, doing a nice pass in a racing game, it's like mm, chef's kiss. It's, it's a good feeling, you know? It, it is It is a good time. I've been playing a lot of the crew, and it's it's fun, but there's so many... It's it's so arcadey, where I'll, I'll try, like, slowing down on a corner and try mm-hmm. to make it, you know, a great corner, and I could be doing it poorly. I don't know. But then I'll see people, like, literally going like a thousand miles an hour slamming into the wall and then just you know flying out i'm like i slowed down for that shouldn't i be rewarded and they're like later bitch i'm like what do i yeah <laughs> so oh, to play so they're basically exploiting the game to like actually go faster right because they can you can use the well wall it, to it, it can work them. sometimes and other times it doesn't so did you like see... if you hit a wall it slows you down a lot but sometimes you just get lucky did you see, I think it was this year, maybe I want to say like four or five months ago, uh, a NASCAR driver, what he used the wall technique. Oh, that was a long time ago, but yeah. Was it a long time ago? It was, it wasn't just a couple of months ago. It was okay. at least more than a year, but yeah. Okay. Go on. Okay. My, that's my old memory for you. But yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. He used the wall technique to get around like five dudes on like one of the last laps or something. Yep. And yeah. in the interview, he's like, yeah, you could do that in the old like N64 NASCAR game. So I, I thought I'd give it a try. I'm like, you're insane. You're insane. And it, was, it was incredibly dangerous too. So da- had any one of those barriers not been lined up properly or had the force of his car pushed a barrier back half an inch, he would have yeah. caught and the whole car would have just like exploded. Would have flipped. Yeah. But it worked. He was able to go pedal to the metal. He didn't need to slow down at all. And yeah. he just he just went. Yeah. Needless yeah. to say, it has not become the go to strategy for NASCAR because other people want to live, I guess, you know. Well, uh, I think they also banned it, too. Probably. Like as soon as it happened, they're like, you can't do that again. Yeah. At yeah. least I would hope that they would. Yeah. Well, it would suck because other drivers would be like, I don't want to do that because I could die. But now I everybody's don't doing it. So we all have so to. So I have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got to race around the outside like maniacs. <laughs> hmm. Also defeats the purpose of the entire sport, right? Like the entire thing is to yeah. take your corners at an appropriate speed, built for the car, not put up because yeah. you could put up bumpers, right, yeah. and then just they go as fast as you can. Wheels on the sides of their cars that like would yeah. go up against the walls, right, and be like, "Oh, it's my side wheels, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's my cornering wheels." <laughs> so I'm excited for, and the reason I didn't get the wheel is I've never played a more sim. It's not completely sim, but it's yeah, more Forza's, so than Forza is legit. Yeah, it's more so than the others kind of dip my toes in, see if I like it. And if I really do like it, then I'll at that point be like, yeah, I'll get a wheel. Yeah. Well, you got to get the pedals if you get the wheel, too. Like, yeah, yeah, they usually get a wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. But I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, I hope you do get a I hope you like I hope you do get a wheel because that kind of stuff is cool, man. It just adds to the experience so much more. And Mm -hmm. then you'll need a VR 
helmet too so that you can like look over and see all the guys coming up on your That'd sides cool. and stuff yeah and then i gotta get the cockpit where you like lean back and yeah where it's, it's like got the hydraulics there. yeah and it's yeah, like bumping yeah. you around you're like, <laughs> yeah. then you're spending tens upon tens of thousands yeah. of dollars on your setup well and you need three curved 45 inch monitors also to like oh, of course um, completely ink encircle you or like 180 degree encircle you you know mm-hmm. so you can be there and then there's a guy who has a YouTube channel. I was watching his stuff maybe a month ago, and uh, he's got a sim setup that's like that. It's got all the hydraulics. He's got three giant curved monitors all around him, all this steering wheel stuff. He also hooked up a fan to it that blows faster the faster you're going. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. So stupid. <laughs> it's stupid, but awesome at the same time. Yeah, so you just you feel an actual sense of like I'm moving faster because I mean, really you don't have anything you don't have the g forces. It can lean you back a little to kind of make you feel like you're being pushed back, but you're not. So there was a YouTuber that took that to the extreme where he just had like these cannons of water that would like fly at him, and he was like in like a wind tunnel. What kind like, of sim was he playing? He wasn't playing a sim. He was just, oh. it was, it was, it wasn't, yeah. He was just, okay. he does stuff that's over the top. He, this is a guy who built a tunnel underneath his home without getting approval yeah. of the government. What's his name? I like that guy. He's fun. Yeah. He's, he's great. He's and so cra- he did he something crazy like that. Though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He kind of, he kind of walks the line of this may not be a hundred percent safe, but I'm going to do it because it's cool. I don't think and... anything he does is safe. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't, I think you might be right, but yeah. He was like, yeah, when he's building his tunnel, there's like cave-ins and he's like, whoa, you know, and you're just like, all right, like that seems yep. dangerous. And he makes his it own. is. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that guy though. He's, he's wacky. I'm like, how do you get to be like this? But like, it's cool, man. <laughs> I wish I how could do be even want, that enthusiastic about digging a tunnel for like three years. Cause that's like how long it took him. <laughs> it's taken a long time. And then how do you think to yourself, you know what? I want to dig a, a, I'm going to dig a tunnel underneath yeah. my house. Like, who just thinks, I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to make it into YouTube video. And it's going to be incredibly successful. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, of YouTube videos, uh, I think today, which would be Monday, but Wednesday when the, the podcast comes out, um, YouTube started uh, taking away ad blockers, basically. If you have an ad blocker oh. on YouTube... Uh, it'll stop you from watching the video. And I think you get like a warning or a couple. And if you don't remove it, then you like get a, either a ban or like a temporary ban or something. It's, it's oh, pretty, wow. yeah, it seems pretty severe to be honest. Well, um, I feel like this happens every so often on certain platforms where people like it happened on Twitch, where Twitch was able to figure out how to work around the ad blocker and be like, Hey, you're using an ad blocker, get wrecked. And now it's, ad blockers are still working so is this a permanent solution or is this kind of like hey we figured it out for now but in a couple of weeks this isn't going to be an issue anymore i don't know i don't know what's going to happen from what i was reading on reddit most people seem to not be able to get around it like there were hmm. and some people were saying there's some false positives where they're like i don't even have an ad blocker and it like turned off my thing so huh. hopefully that's not as big of an issue as it sounds or maybe of course they, they hate ad blockers like, yeah yeah, it's a constant battle between them because like that's the way they make their that's that's literally where all the revenue comes from is is the advertisements. Yeah. No, it is wild to see how many people were hating on YouTube for this because you're like, 
do you have any understanding of basic economics? Like you want the stuff for free, but it's not free to make or distribute. So like, what do you want to pay them money? No, you don't want to pay them money. So do you want to watch an ad? No, you don't want to watch an ad. Like, what do you want to do to make up for the cost of having high definition video streamed to you? whenever you want at any at a moment's notice you know it's like yeah. you gotta you gotta pay for it some way uh, yeah. and ads really isn't too bad of a deal uh considering what you get or you though can i buy will say the they YouTube get premium. pretty extreme they yeah. get like i i literally clicked on a, a video that was one second long i got an uh, unskippable yeah. ad for a one second video one second and i gotta watch an ad like what is this youtube come on they, Give me a freebie. Uh, the system is not good. <laughs> no, it's not dialed it's not. in. And I really, what bugs me so much about YouTube is like, okay, Amazon's figured it out with Twitch. You got your Amazon Prime and you get like a Prime okay. sub <laughs> and you get all these okay. cool benefits of having a service that's really good for ordering stuff off of Amazon. And it also benefits you on Twitch. Okay, so what does Google have or YouTube have? YouTube has YouTube TV, which is completely separate for some reason from mm -hmm. youtube premium and oh why really can't, yeah 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 i believe so last time i checked i don't get youtube tv with you i think there are two different services products so, and then on top of that if you have youtube premium you don't get like a free monthly sub to somebody as far as i know i don't think you get that kind of stuff on youtube i don't think so either um you just basically get around ads and you can download videos which you don't actually get the file for it but you can save a video for watching later if you go on an airplane or something like that um but i mean that's really like lame feature sets for premium like how come they're not rolling it into like making it a partnership with youtube tv and just being like hey if you get youtube tv now you can watch youtube videos without ads because premium viewers on youtube net me as a content creator a lot more money i think it's it's like a yeah. significant percentage more like 15 and even if it was bundled 15 times more or something it's crazy even if it was bundled they would be making more money too because it's not like you're getting like ads are nice but it's only like pennies yeah. for every okay, person yeah, that they're watching music. jason said it's music as well uh, so uh. yeah if you want to listen to a playlist that's really nice so you don't have to listen to the ads in between playlists yeah. um but yeah, nonetheless, it's like, it's not comparable to a lot of the other subscription stuff out there. And then I feel like more people would sign up for it if you could watch YouTube content without ads, if there was just a little bit more stuff that came with it, or if you got the YouTube TV or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's just kind of weird. It's funny seeing so many people argue against the ad thing, but being like, give me my free content also. How much, like, how much is YouTube premium? I don't remember. I think they bumped the price. It may be 12 a month or something. It started at like seven, I think. $12? Okay, well, now I let see why look, people are hesitant. Like $12? Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're always quick. on YouTube. Oh, shit. It's more now. Uh, $14 a month. No $14 way. a month for YouTube premium? Wow. Yeah, different in different countries, like 12 Canadian or whatever. But um, yeah, that's a lot given. That's a lot. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, I can, I've looked on it before. A very small percentage of my views come from premium subscribers, you know? And you're like, well, 
feel like YouTube could bump that number up. Their conversion rate on people watching on YouTube is really lame. It's like, like combine I imagine it with some of your other Google services, but for whatever reason, Google is like, no, we're all independent. We can't combine things together. And you're like, okay, sure. If YouTube Premium was like five bucks, I would, I'd buy that, you know? Yeah. $5 seems way more reasonable for just getting rid of ads. Like that way... I'm not having to watch ads. They're probably making way more money off of it because I'm not watching enough ads per month to get you $5 from just me, right? So they're going to make a profit. And that also helps the content creators that I'm watching because now they get a little bit more too. Not a lot more, but a, you know, a little bit more. 14, you said $14 a month? Yeah, I mean, that's like that's like a video stream. That's like um, Disney Plus or whatever. You know, I don't know what they're charging now. I they're, they're getting more expensive too. Everything's just more are. expensive. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just, it's just annoying to me that there's YouTube TV and YouTube premium and they're different yeah. and you're like, just combine them, you know, just combine them together and you'll get more, you'll get more people on board with it. But, um, whatever that's inside baseball stuff. It is just annoying. I, it, I do find it very annoying when people complain about YouTube going after ad blockers and it's like, yeah, but I mean, like, stop, do you. Do you have any understanding of the economy or that like stuff doesn't just materialize for free? Like they got to pay for their servers and content creators are going to, aren't going to make all this content if they can't do it full time. So like, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I get why they're annoyed, but I also understand where YouTube's coming from. It's almost yeah. as if that's, I, I can sympathize yeah. with both sides. But the unskippable on one second is bad. So they got to yeah, fix that. I was yeah. like, what is this? Like, but I didn't the, know yeah. the video was one second long and then the video played and it was one second. I was like, did I literally just get an unskippable for this? Are you kidding me right now, YouTube? Yeah, yeah. I don't like the weird little rules around ads where like you got to hit eight minutes to like get mid rolls or something like that. Oh, yeah. And you're like, why don't you just base it on like average viewer watch time or something and just do it dynamically as opposed to like a hard cut off you know and then you mm -hmm. you've got a video that's seven minutes long and you're like oh crap well let me talk about uh how about the weather you know how's that weather how today about them yankees and yeah then your, and then your actual your retention time goes down because you're fluffing the end of the video so you're making mm -hmm. worse content to hit what youtube wants you to do and it's just like there's better ways to do it youtube do it the better way okay it's very my way. Yeah, my way. <sighs> you uh, reading or watching anything good? I'm currently watching... The shows that I'm watching right now are Billions, which has been a lot of fun. It's about a bunch of billionaires being horrible. And uh, it's, it's the story between a billionaire, Bobby Axelrod, and Chuck... I can't remember his last, his last name, but uh, Chuck Rhodes... Mm -hmm. And uh, they basically battle each other. One is uh, works for the government lawyer and the other one is doing shady business deals. And it's fun. Uh, it's kind of cool to see these unbelievably intelligent people battling back and forth, but also making really stupid decisions along the way. Is it a true story or just a no, fiction? It's, okay. it's pure, pure fiction. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. What, uh, what is it on? Uh, I'm watching it on Amazon right now. OK, so Amazon Prime. Yeah, cool. I'll check it out. Yeah, I started watching um, Beckham last night. The I think it's a four part documentary. And oh, okay, on David Beckham. And, yeah, I figured. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. He's I mean, pretty yeah, famous, but it's been a little while since his heyday. Uh, uh huh. Pretty good. Pretty good so far. I'm only one episode in, but it is funny seeing um, 
there's a little meme that came out of it about him kind of putting posh spice in her place. I saw that on. Yeah, yeah it's very funny. It's very funny. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm she's, from like she's, a working <laughs> class family. And he's just like opens the door. He's like, tell the truth. No, you're not. Yeah, tell no, the truth. Not. And it's like, what, <clears throat> what was your first car? Drive you to school in. Yeah. What yeah. car was it? And she's like, well, it's complicated. It's not a simple answer. And he's like, what car did your dad drive you to school? And she's like, well, in the 80s, it was a Rolls Royce. He's like, thank you. And just like closes the door on the interview. You're like, oh, man, that's so funny. Like he just trolls his family. But well, it's, it's like I kind of get where she's going from coming from where you don't like no one likes to think like I had it easy growing up. Right. Yeah. But some people just don't realize how easy they had it. And, and that they did come from a very privileged yeah. uh, upbringing, which is fine. Yeah. Just, just, you don't just, just embrace it. It's like, yeah, you, no, you were lucky. can be tough as, as a wealthy person for sure. Yeah. Especially a rich kid who like, you know, maybe doesn't have as much time with their parents or something because they're working or doing business stuff all the time, whatever. But that doesn't make you working class, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. If you drive a Rolls Royce, it's not working class. Uh, Everyone has fun. their own struggles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was funny though, but so far I'm really liking the documentary. It's quite good. Um, nice. I'm just getting into soccer stuff lately. It's it's very weird. I don't know. Ted Lasso, this now. Yeah, I'm watching Wrexham still, which is still very good. Uh, highly recommend Wrexham. Um, okay. And uh, trying to get through Ahsoka, but it feels like a chore. I think I'm on really? episode four or five. Yeah. Because everything, every every thing i've heard is that it's the best show ever of star wars i don't think you can trust star wars reviews anymore because people who still like star wars at this point i don't know i don't know man i just don't know but maybe it gets better but every episode feels like i just feel like i'm i'm doing it as like a history lesson where i'm like i need to know the lore in case something good in star wars happens later mm. then i'll know the backstory but all the, don't, that doesn't yeah. feel like the right reason then. Yeah, all the all the characters are very wooden. There's no fun personalities in it. There's no I don't know. It's like the characters that were more animated and fun is actual animated characters that are now live action characters don't have any of that same kind of like quippy funness to them anymore. They're just kind of mm. like these wooden characters. I'm like, what are you, what's happening here? You took fun. What did you do? You just sucked the fun right out of it. And then there's a bunch of stuff where the plot armor is so thick in the show where extra thick. Yeah. Like their tactics don't make any sense. They'll just do things in it where you're, they'll just run in towards enemy gunfire and you'll be watching you like, I know they're not going to die because of the main characters. So of course they're not going to die, but why are they doing this? <laughs> like everybody watching is like, this is a bad idea. This, this is not a good idea. And then of course they almost die and it's just by chance that they don't die. And you're like, but why did you do that in the first place? You didn't have to, there's alternate tactical options available to you, but you're like, let's do the dumb thing. And just at a certain point in my brain, I just, the part, the thing is, is I get least interested during the action scenes because the action is so unimaginative, I think. And so that happens to me for most shows now. Like when yeah. I was younger, I really liked the action, but now that I'm older, you have to, it really takes a lot to impress me and to get into it because mm -hmm. it's just a, it's just the like intermission in between the stuff that I'm actually interested in, which is the characters and the story. I haven't seen it myself, but I did see some people talking about it online where the choreography was kind of rough, where she has two lightsabers and there's multiple times where she could just use the second lightsaber to take someone out. It's like, why are you using both to attack and block yeah. when you can just block and attack, like block, boom. 
Like they the whole point of it. They used to like I like I can appreciate John Wick or something where like Keanu spends like months and months training and learning all this cool stuff and everything and then you see him on screen you're like wow like he's really good although john wick movies do get a little boring after a while but the the when you're watching it you can at least appreciate the choreography right right and like i i can't remember the last time i thought star wars choreography was good it was probably the like phantom menace or, or like the original yeah that scene basically uh, and then after that, it's all just been like, they'll do close up cuts, you know, that typical action scene way of editing where if you get the camera close enough and you just sort of sing singular motions at a time and you cut them together, like, <laughs> they're fighting. Yeah. Basically Lord of the, do you remember the Lord of the Rings show? It, like incredibly high production quality. And then as soon as they get into like a sword fight, the camera cuts in real tight and you're like, Oh yeah, the actors didn't do any good choreography for this. So all the sword fighting sucks. So now you have to yeah. like shoot it up close and yeah. Yeah. They tried to not to do that too much in this show, but the choreography just doesn't really meet. It's hard. Yeah. You got to put right. a lot it of probably time, costs you know? more money. Yeah. A lot of money. The actors have to dedicate months of their lives to like, Training to learning and figuring all that stuff out and a lot of them just aren't doing it yeah uh, i'll say the visuals and the special effects are very good <laughs> i probably will watch it eventually because i've heard there was a comparison that andor is one of the best like sci-fi shows but ahsoka is one of the best star wars shows i was like mm, okay so a lot of people are saying that it's more Star Wars-esque than it was Andor because Andor didn't have the thing that made it Star Wars, which is the Jedi and the, you know, Force. And it's like, is that really what Star Wars is, though? Because No. Yeah. 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 I feel like it's much more than that. And when you boil it down to just space magic, yeah. you kind well, of lose you, some of the magic. If you keep it as only Jedi and lightsabers, you really limit yourself creatively. You really right? do. Like Han and we've Solo, already had plenty of those stories. Yeah, and Han Solo is everybody's like favorite character from the original trilogy, and he didn't have a lightsaber or the Force yep. or anything. He was just a fun character that people liked. He yep. had a blaster. That was about it, yep. you know? Uh, and... Yeah, so I just... I'm gonna keep watching it, and I hope it gets better, but I... I start to resent shows that make me feel like a chore, like that, or the, or they get good later. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, it gets good by episode six. Just watch, like, just watch six seasons and a movie, and then it gets good. Yeah. What? I'm like, just make it good on the first, like the first episode. I should be like titillated. I should I'm be in. waiting for the second one. I'm like, I can't wait to see what happens. Uh, and, and then, in, and speaking yeah. of, uh, yeah. uh, what Gen V, the boys' spinoff. Yeah. That was their first episode. I was like, damn, that was a great episode. It was crazy, but I was I was invested within that first episode and I can't wait. Um I'm gonna to watch check it, that so. one out too. Yeah. I keep seeing it. it's on Amazon or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I see it up there. So I'm gonna check that one out. It's not gonna be for everybody, but I like the it's boys, not a it's not so. a kill show, a kid show. Cause yeah. boy. Literally. <laughs> the boys. <laughs> yeah if it's anything like the boys i know it's not a kid's show dude well for more of the people that are other people that are watching i um uh we were watching it was one of the last seasons of the boys and um my parents were visiting oh no and uh my wife and i were watching it my both my parents just kind of like meandering because they had been staying with us for like a week and they sat down uh -huh. like oh what are you watching and uh we're like oh it's called the boys 
it was the episode where they like invade the giant like sex party or whatever it was. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and there's the dude with the the very long. Uh huh. Yeah. And yep. they were just like, "What? What, what are this? you watching? Like, oh my god! Like it could not have been the like a worse episode to come in on." I was just like, yeah, Herogasm, says Connor. Yeah. That was the episode. And oh, that was, I was sweating. I like, I, I was, I <laughs> you're was like moist. looking over the clock, waiting for it to end, please. My dad was like, what is, what is this? And I was just like, oh, it's because, and you're trying to explain the backstory. And you're like, yeah, there's no, there's you no way there. You can't explain it. Nobody can come in on that episode of the boys and be like, what? What? Especially not an elderly person, you know. Uh, yep. So that was painful, but good episode. Good show. <laughs> it's a good show. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to want to talk about, man? Not really. Get no. Your chest. Uh, I love you. Love you too, man. And we love you guys, and uh, especially we love our Patreon members who are here. Man, look at our concurrent viewers. All-time record Ooh, right now. We got a woo! Look at, we're getting bigger! Look at that! Yeah. Uh, we're loving making the show, guys, so we <sighs> hope you guys enjoy it. Hit the sub button, hit the little notification button, and fight that YouTube algorithm. They're gonna try yeah. and make you watch a video about some dude that dresses up like a dog on the street, which is Matt's alternate channel, but don't click on that video. Click on our video. Hit that notification bell and you'll actually see your subscriber vids you can watch the dog video too it'll help matt out he gets yeah, good ad yeah. revenue off of that one yeah he made his money back on that sixteen thousand dollar <laughs> suit <laughs> all right guys thank you very much bye